Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. Okay, so in the studio with me today, or actually on the line with me today, I should say, is Terry Hyde, who was born in Kingston-upon-Thames, and he's a psychotherapist for dancers and owns a business called Counselling for Dancers. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, Jill. What a lovely day it is. Fancy yeah. sitting inside. I know, like I know, I'm in the studio here. I can, I can at least see outside, which is something, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm stuck in the studio, which is um, not, not good on a day like this. Oh. But uh, at least it puts a smile on everyone's face. Yeah, it certainly does, yes. It does, yeah. Terry, now you had a highly successful dancing career. Tell us how all that started. Well, I was a very energetic six-year-old, and my mother decided to uh, channel that energy into something else and took me to ballet classes. So I started in a local dancing school in uh, Tudor Drive in Kingston. And uh, then um, a dancing school in Hampton then bought the one in, uh, or took over the one in Kingston and uh, obviously saw something Mm. uh, in me and put me into... Um, the auditions for the Royal Academy of Dance Scholarship. So they, they offered a scholarship each year, and I did that for six years. Wow. Um, after which I then went to the Royal Ballet School. Yeah. So, so from a very young age, you realised that you wanted to dance. That's right, yes. It, it, was, it was really, um, you know, vocational. I, that was it. Mm. That's which what I wanted fantastic. to do. I, mean, I love performing. Yeah. You know, and I think I went to school at Greycourt, uh, in, in Ham, yeah, and um, I was in nearly every school play. So obviously the teachers saw that uh, I was a big show off and uh, wanted <laughs> to uh, to use me. Well, you were a natural performer, I think. And okay, it's thank brilliant. you for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant that your parents were so supportive as well. Mm. Now, uh, from reading your bio, I know that you must have been really good, as you were the first boy to receive a full educational grant from Surrey County Council for the Royal Ballet School. How did that feel at the time? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I suppose I'm sort of numb to those sort of things, Yeah. because uh, my mother dealt with, with all of that. I come from a working-class family. Yeah. My mother was uh, a home help, and she had a couple of jobs to help fund, you know, travel and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but then this grant came along, so I suppose she was excited mm. about the fact that she didn't have to, to, to fund it all. Um, and I was just excited to go to the Royal Ballet School. Mm. And it, it must have been amazing at the time, and yeah, your parents must have been so proud of you. Oh, it's, yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, she kept all, all of the programmes she came to see me in, and when I was on tour in the UK, I send her the programs back or mm. if I was on tour abroad I'd send a card and you know when she died there were all these boxes of programs and, and cards oh I hope you've kept them yes yes I have brilliant yes. brilliant uh, well obviously we hear so much about dancers don't we and, and we know it's an industry that does expect a lot from its performers what sort of pressures have you seen people under oh great deal of pressure but a lot of it um, I won't say it's self-inflicted, but it's implicit that mm. you should look the right size, you should look the right uh, height, uh, you should do this and should, that word should all yeah. the time. And so that leads to perfectionism. Yeah. Uh, and if things don't go right, then anxiety comes along. If anxiety comes along uh, too long, then depression comes in. And if you're not feeling well, you might injure yourself. Mm. 
Um, and so you know, it's just an awful uh, knock-on effect. And also some of the old-fashioned teaching methods are still going on today. Mm. You know, the uh, not making fun of a person, but putting a, putting a student down. Mm. It's, it's really not good. It, it's, it's tantamount to a bit bullying. Yes, yes. And I think there's the whole thing with going for auditions and having that rejection, mm. um, comparing yourself with other people. I mean, in all walks of life... We, we we as people naturally compare ourselves when we shouldn't really because we're all very individual but it's so difficult not to compare yourself against someone else well that's right you know when you when you look at <clears throat> a line of dancers um a lot of the, a lot of the ballets were, were, you, you want to look the same and so there is that uh, comparing mm. that person's got longer legs than me etc but i try uh, and when when i do get the clients come in to me try and uh, impress on them that they are unique so mm. to work on their good things um, and not to try and attain something that's unattainable yeah yeah it's funny because in normal day-to-day life I say to people who I, I hear them putting themselves down and I always say you know you need self-love you need to look in the mirror and if there's things about you you don't like focus on the things you do like pick something you love about yourself and just keep reminding yourself of that until you can love yourself as a whole as a whole person rather than sort of keep putting yourself down well that's quite right i mean unfortunately we've got social media and that is one of the the worst enemies Mm. of of comparing because you have photographs of the moment, but you haven't got what's happened before, what's happened after, so that people are only going to post the great things. I mean, yeah. I do, um, some people following me are, have their Instagram account about anxiety and about depression. And like Twitter, they have a, about anxiety and depression and other mental health issues. So I do see this sort of thing. They, they do share uh, stuff that, on the other hand, when you look at the dancing posts, it's just all perfect. You know, mm. a, a guy does um, 10 pirouettes, but that's just at that moment. You yeah. perhaps can't do them again. And someone's on point uh, doing this incredible solo just for the moment. Yes. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a lady called Shelby Williams who has an Instagram account called Biscuit Ballerina. And a biscuit being a really bad foot that's not pointed. Mm. So it's to do with feet. And she sends the whole thing up. She's a dancer in Europe, a professional dancer, but she sends it all up and it's wonderful. Mm. But she's also a mental health advocate as well, which is why the two of us are going to be working together in the UK. Mm. Oh, no, that sounds great. That sounds mm. great. Now, I know that you worked as a business manager for a lot of showbiz clients and then I you did, qualified yeah. as, a, as a psychotherapist. Yeah. And that was in 2010. And you started your business uh, counselling for dancers in 2017. So tell us about the sorts of clients that you do attract and how you can help them. Well, I, I do deal with the general public as well. So okay. I have a, a practice... Uh, on the Isle of Wight, where I live, mm-hmm. in Southampton, and in Brighton and Hove. But I also do therapy via Skype, mm-hmm. because I have a number of dancers around the world that, uh, that, that have come to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how, what do they come with? They come with what I just uh, mentioned earlier, anxiety, depression, mm. um, and everything that's wrapped up in that. And it's not necessarily to do with the here and now. No. That, those are the symptoms. But the reasons for them are more than likely coming from 
childhood, mm. as in the environment in which they grew up, um, or traumas that have happened during their life that uh, have accumulated and they supposedly have dealt with or swept under the carpet or mm. put in a box. and all, all these sort of sayings that people use. Oh, I just put it in a box. It's out of the way. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It's dragging behind you. It's weighing you down. Yeah. You need to open that box. Oh, I don't want to go there. Well, you want to carry it around for the rest of your life and have all these symptoms? No? Okay, let's just sort it out. Please. Yeah, yeah. It's important, isn't it, that people can talk about these. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that you're passionate about the need to break the mental health stigma in performing arts. Yeah. How do you think this can be achieved? It has to come from the top. It has to be the principles of the vocational schools. It has to be the artistic directors of the dance companies. They are the ones that make the decision. They are the ones that, uh, on the whole, are very close <clears throat> to it. There are some companies and there are some schools that are open to, to talking about it that makes their dancers and students feel at ease. So when there is something, when they're a bit low, they know about that and they can talk about it. But mm. they're so scared. <clears throat> you know, they can have an injury. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to pull this or twist it mm. back. And they go and see the physiotherapist that's supplied by the companies or the schools most of the time, but they won't talk about their emotional issues Mm. because they're scared of losing the job or not being chosen for another year at the school. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. I, I had someone on my show a few weeks ago, actually during Mental Health Awareness Month, and he runs mental health first aid courses for teachers. So it is brilliant that that you know you're raising awareness of this because that's that's something that vocational performing arts schools should have, isn't it? They should have one member of their faculty who should attend something so that they they can notice this and can actually are not afraid to mention it to the person. That um, you know that they can see there's something not quite right, and that that they should be able to advise them on where to get help. That's right. I mean, in this country, we have the uh, mental health first aid course, yeah, which um, at least one person in a school or in a dance company should attend. And there was, in fact, it was Guildford. There's a, an acting school in Guildford. When I phoned them up to offer my uh, mental health self-care workshop for performers Mm -hmm. she said oh no we've got this 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 and she mentioned that every member of the faculty had done the uh mental health first aid course brilliant Brilliant. you know there's a forward-thinking uh school yeah no that's that's fantastic terry we are running out of of time so so can you tell us what's the best way for people to be able to find out more about your services and to contact you well, I have a website called www.counsellingfordancers.com. But as I mentioned, it's not just dancers, I see. Yeah. Uh, and within that website is the email address, the phone numbers, the social media links. Uh, they're all there. Brilliant. And I've put a link to that on the Brooklyn's Radio Facebook page this morning as well. Thank you very so, much. Uh, so that will be there for people to hear. I mean, thank you so much for talking to us today. Not it's such an important subject and it's great to have you on the line. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. That was uh, Terry Hyde, our local lad who was a professional dancer and now runs his business, Counselling for Dancers. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.